Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. This is episode 71 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and today I'm chatting with Guillermo Irias. Now, before we go any further into what this episode is about, I want to give you guys a heads up on a couple things about this episode. This is part one of a two-part episode, so make sure to tune in next week and listen to part two. I also want to let you know that we recorded this episode in person in my backyard in Denver. I was lucky enough to get to sit down with my guest, Guillermo Urias of GIA New York, and record this episode face-to-face. So if you hear any background noise or cars driving by or anything like that, that's because we were doing this in person live in my backyard. I also want to let you know that we were able to do a filming of the interview. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you check out at least a couple minutes of the video version of the interview. Guillermo is an amazing, shining human being, and he has so much energy and vibrance that just does not come across as strong in audio as it comes across in video. I know you guys will love checking out the -the behind-the-scenes footage from my interview with him. Now, to give you a little bit of a heads up about what this episode is about, Guillermo is, as I mentioned, an amazing human being. He came from the Honduras, and he was born to a single mom who didn't really think that pursuing a career in fashion was a good idea. So he did not have a support network, nor did he have the sort of financial infrastructure or the access to the kinds of resources that other designers in New York or in Europe may have. Living in the Honduras definitely presented some problems, but he was so hardworking, so, so, so driven and passionate to pursue his dream of working in fashion that he figured out how to kickstart his career in Central America and ultimately land a spot showing his brand at New York Fashion Week. He now lives in Brooklyn in New York and has a studio there and works on his brand full time. And he is only 30 years old. You guys, he is so inspiring and so humble. He is raw and 150% transparent with everything that he shares about what it took to get from where he was to where he is now. He shares the nitty gritty details, all the details. He's not shy to share everything that he went through. And there are so many amazing takeaways in this interview. I know you guys are absolutely going to love it. Again, I'll remind you that part two will be coming out next week. And please, please, please do check out a snippet of the video interview, if, if not the entire thing. It is so much fun to just watch him behind the scenes as Uh, and see his full character really come to life. I'll also remind you that if you like this episode and you enjoy what I am doing, please subscribe in iTunes and leave us a rating. It really, really does help for others to discover the podcast. And if you think that this interview or any other ones that you've listened to are helpful for other designers out there, I would be so grateful if you shared this interview. You can do that by posting somewhere in Facebook in a group or on your wall, sharing on Instagram, or texting or emailing a friend who you think would appreciate the episode. All right, let's jump into the interview with Guillermo. As always, to access the show notes for today's episode, as well as check out the video, visit sfdnetwork.com slash 71. 
So yeah, it was. Okay. I think it was great. Yeah, and this was your first time showing at Massive? No, no, no. This is my third time. Oh shit! Yeah, I've been here so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's my third time. I was. You're third. You weren't here in the spring. No, I didn't do it because I was dealing with my situation, my studio, and all of that. Okay, but you were here. And were I here think last that fall? that's when I sent you an email that you don't remember, but I can imagine you get so I don't many remember. people. Yeah, you emailed I, me. I sent you a very dramatic email. Thank God that you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was so emotional, dramatic. I didn't know what to do with my life in that moment. I was like, I don't know this woman. She looks so nice. I, 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 I took it like I'm gonna talk with a therapist probably. Oh yeah, like a fashion therapist. Oh and my then, gosh. No, and then your email was like a very vague. And I knew, like, oh, I she's so busy. Like, yeah, but oh, okay. it was vague. Like, nothing, like, telling me something. It was just something, like, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I can imagine. She's dealing with a lot of crazy guys like that. So, it's okay. And then I just figured out. I was confused. I, I had this situation of being by myself, doing my stuff as a creative director and designer just for Gia for so long. And I was trying to think if that was the moment to jump to a job in the company. Mm. Uh -huh. And you know, the pressure of money and all of that. So I, that was mostly about the, in the email, okay. like basically. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Are we already talking like it's recording yeah yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. okay I, i'm not sure when i'm going to start the, the interview okay i mean i might maybe, maybe. i might use this beforehand part because sometimes this is always what happens okay every time i do interviews in person i just hit record right away i don't tell uh -huh. the person okay uh -huh. i'm recording because then it's like ah, <laughs> right you know the moment yeah, yeah yeah and um oftentimes like the pre-interview ramble is awesome so yeah it might start it might have already started. <laughs> no pressure. I was, I was trying to avoid the situation that happened in the show, but it happens. Watch yeah. Levels, I'm going in. Okay. Enjoy. Yeah, take that little pooter with you. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit more about like Gia from the beginning. Like, okay. where did this all start? How long have you been doing this? Like, I don't know any of the background. I just know right. you're this amazing man. <laughs> Thanks. Met you in New York City, and like yeah. here, here we are sitting in my backyard doing an interview, which is so exciting. What an honor! Yeah, yeah post massive Fashion Week, your show last night. So take us Before. back. Yeah, all take right. us back um, to the beginning. Okay, so. Um, should I introduce myself? Right, right. Yeah, Guillermo. Yeah. My name is Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> my Guillermo Irias. Like Americans call me Irias. In Spanish is Irias. Um, I am a um, Spanish Latino designer coming from Central America. Um, I created my brand when I was uh, actually when I finished my bachelor's in fashion, and that was probably two thousand twelve. Yeah. Okay. So about six years. Yes, officially, that was when Gia came out. So Gia was my... In the beginning, I was trying to think in a small name. Like, it was kind of difficult, you know. I didn't want... So I went to fashion, right? Four years for a bachelor. And then I also got um, an associate in, in marketing. Okay. Where did you do school? In Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And I am from Honduras, okay. and my market, uh, my marketing um, background was in in Honduras. So I went to uh, university in Honduras for marketing. So 
putting those things together, I was thinking, you know, in the marketing area, how can I call my brand if I want to be Guillermo Irias? But it was too long. It was Guillermo Irias. Sounds nice in Spanish, but when it's like in, in other countries, it's like kind of difficult probably to remember the name. So one day in in that situation that I was having, I had a dream. This is gonna sound very cheesy, probably, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I had a dream. In my dream, it was this woman who I was talking to. She was telling me that I should be very perseverant and keep dreaming and dreaming and I will one day have what I want. So when I woke up, I was thinking, what a weird dream. Like, that was so weird. And in my dream, her name was Gia. I never watched any movie about any Gia or anything, for being honest with you. Okay. So I went to Google immediately and I just typed Gia. And I found out Gia Karanji. Yeah. The, that was the top model the from model. the model. There's a movie yeah. made after her yeah, uh, on like exactly. Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah, I've it's all, it. yeah, it's all over. Yeah. It, it came out in 1995. Yeah. Like 1994 or something like that. Okay. that the movie. Yeah. Uh, with Angelina Jolie. Yes. Uh huh. So. I saw them. I saw the pictures of uh, Gia Karanji. I was like, mm, I'm not sure if that was the face, but it, this is so weird. Like, you know, everything was like kind of random for me. And then Gia, it was just like the initials of my name, Guillermo Irias or Irias Irias. And then the A was something that like. I didn't know how to explain. And I was thinking, what about if I call it Guillermo Irias Atelier? Oh my gosh, it's perfect. Uh-huh. And then that, that fits. And then I was like, I think I, I got it. <laughs> uh, how am I going to call my brand Gia? And then I started with everything. That was probably in 20, 2010, kind of like that. Okay. Uh -huh. And, you know... It, it's a long process, labels and the uh, legal situation with the brand. Um, so I was very young. I didn't have the opportunity of someone telling me what to do. I didn't know what I, what I was doing. I was just doing it. And I am a dreamer. Since I was 12 years old, I wanted to be a fashion designer. There is some things that I see in other people that there is some designers that they just go to school because they like fashion like fashion lovers i like to create i like to make it i like to see it, it that's probably one thing that it's different with other designers some designers they are okay just designing and sketching in my case i like to go to the end and see the product and see and be involved and all of that and i think that pushed me to be to be to keep dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and getting more goals and everything so since i was 12 i was sketching no one in my family was coming from a fashion background yeah i was gonna ask like no where one, did no this one. come from no, just... my, my family it's um doctors lawyer um completely i opposite. even have a priest my okay. uncle is a priest yeah and yeah my mom it's in economy and uh, um, business thing and nothing like that. So no one really told me what to do. 
So, and also my family was skeptical. They told me fashion is going to be difficult, tough. You are never going to buy a house because it's so difficult to be successful as a designer. Yeah. And when did they start saying this kind of stuff? Like you said, because you said when you, when you were 12, you started sketching, like you yeah, really started yeah. expressing this. Yeah. And I didn't say anything until I finished high school. Oh, you kind of kept it. Well, my, but they, they knew, you know, okay. they, they knew that I was into drawing stuff. Okay. But they never thought that I, it was like a real thing. That it, you would want to turn into a career. Yeah, in okay. high, uh, when I finished high school, I told them, well, to my mom, my mom is a single um, mother, and I told her, I think I want to be a fashion designer. And I, it was very serious, very serious situation. Yeah. And she said, no, you are not, because that's not going to be a good future for you. Because she, you know, she was thinking about as you know, all our parents, they are th yeah, they they want their kids to be good and to have a good future and everything. And over there in Latin America, it's kind of tough because there is not industry like here. Yeah, here is different. Here is yeah. like a lot of companies, a lot of business, real business in fashion. Over there is just a lot of designers trying to make it. Uh, so many third world, so it's different. Works different, and. So I went to architecture for one year. So I got 15 classes actually in a year. And I quit, I hated it. It was, it, oh my God, I, it was bad. I mean, I was good in the classes, but for me as a human, I felt bad. So I quit architecture and then I followed my dream. I left my house and I went to Costa Rica. And it was difficult, but I got it. And yeah, it's, it was just the beginning of something that it was very intense. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want to I hear a little more about that moment yeah. because mm -hmm. I think that like a lot of people out there listening are in a very similar situation where you were yeah. in terms of they have this dream. It's been something they've wanted to do since they're a kid. And, you know, their family may not be super supportive or think it's the best option to pursue. Yeah. And here you are then also living in Honduras. I mm -hmm. mean, like you said, that's another challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you just said, I'm going to make it happen. I moved to Costa Rica and it happens. I mean, it, was it that simple? <laughs> no, no, no. Talk a little bit also, about like how you really got that kick started and you were able to go there and go to school. Okay, so it, first of all, one of the difficult situations is that being a fashion designer is a, it's the people, society, they connect being designer with being gay if you are a man. Okay. So if you are a fashion designer, you are a homosexual. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a this cliche situation and I am openly gay, but at that time I was closet. Okay. So I was terrified about, yeah. about being, you know, accepted as a fashion designer and connected to my sexuality, which is supposed to be something very private. Yeah. So... That pushed me also to leave my house. It was two things together. Okay. That my, my dream in being a fashion designer and also because I was a little boy, closet gay, yeah. I, it was kind of tough. Yeah. Um, I, so I jumped from um, my house to other city in Honduras. I was living with my cousin for like a couple of months and then I left. And then I went to Costa Rica. 
and I got a job in the library and I think that's how it started okay. like yeah and why did you choose Costa Rica because there is no fashion school in Honduras okay uh, until now okay there is a, a, a good university that they, they carry the the um, the career now okay. but at that time they didn't have it and so Costa Rica had one that looked they have yeah there is many college that okay. they have it yeah. yeah and I think it was a great opportunity it's kind of different culture they speak Spanish but it's kind of different at the same time you have to be there and understand how that works. I actually studied abroad in Costa Rica. Yeah? Yeah, I oh, studied cool. at a Costa Rican school for three months. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but anyways, so, okay, so you go go to Costa Rica for fashion school. Yeah. Was it a four-year program? Four-year, yeah. Okay, and mm -hmm. how was it? Um, <laughs> well, I can compare now because I went to FIT. Oh, okay. So, All right, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I came and I went to FIT. Okay. So I got uh, two years in FIT. Okay. It didn't make sense for me after all that trouble that I had and all the money that I spent going back. Because if you compare an, an associate with a bachelor, uh, you can be fine if you have an associate and you have experience. Okay. But me, I had experience and I had an, uh, a bachelor, four years in, in college. And also I was in architecture and also I was in marketing. That was too much. So I, I, I decided to go to FIT and I took two years. Okay. And yeah, I can compare now. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of different. Like yeah. the way that when we design in, in Latin America is different than here. The process of production and everything, how you, you know, the development of everything. It's, it's different. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, this is more about language and culture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How did you get from Costa Rica to New York? That's a big jump. Well, Costa Rica, that was just for my um, studies. But then I came back to Honduras. Okay. And then when I come back to Honduras, I try to make it real. I knew how to make, all, you know, garments and design. So in the beginning it was a little difficult because, you know, to afford the first collection yeah um the label situation the brand and everything um everything was coming together and can i ask how you funded it savings okay you did let me yeah let me tell yeah. you let me tell you how i did it i started to make dresses for friends and saving money it was so tough this is during college um, or a little bit at the after. End, okay. At the end and after, when I came back to Honduras, friends of me, like, you know, friend, uh, friends of mine, sorry, that uh, they knew, um, they just told me, uh, you know, my cousin, my sister, someone needs a dress. You think, can you make it? I was so scared, like, because I didn't want to hire a sewer, a seamstress. I've been very oriented to be my to make it from, from scratch by myself. So I, I'm that kind of designer that can go to Project Runway because I know how to make it. But by the way, I'm, uh, I don't want to talk about Project Runway. <laughs> but, that's a different interview. Yeah, that's a different situation. <laughs> but so I made these dresses and I started to save money. And then I had a friend also who I borrowed money from him and, and, and he helped me basically with a substantial uh, 
uh, amount of money to make my my first collection and then I pay him back okay of course and I think that how I put it together okay you paid that, him back once you had made the collection did I you, made, you sold pieces yeah yeah how were you selling the pieces so I had the opportunity uh, let me remember I I made three collections when I was back in Honduras okay after Costa Rica yeah, yeah okay so I made three collections and then one of them was my official collection for Honduras Fashion Week okay that was like let's say my when I was born as a designer okay like a famous designer in Honduras yeah and then I went to uh, Fashion Week and then after that I got an invitation from two stores in shopping centers and then I had the opportunity of, you know, start making production. Like yeah. I made like 600 pieces. Oh shit. Like a big, big amount yeah. of pieces. Whoa, okay. At that moment, to I- To sell retail through these stores. Yeah, it, okay. it was, it was, yeah, to retail. At that time I paid back my friend and I started to see a little of money. I would say that it was not easy. What I will do is, you know, I would see and find where can I make that amount of, of uh, pieces. But those 600 pieces also, they came out because in Honduras, after that, after I came back, right, they were like a Project Runway contest, but it was not Project Runway. It was like, a, it was this retail, big retail. Okay. It's not, it's not the retail that they had already my, my, my contract for selling this is a big retail like let's say macy's but it's just in in honduras okay it's a department store okay they did uh, this contest for trying to find a designer i, I was like, skeptical a friend of mine sent it to me through facebook i was like mm, i don't think that i'm gonna do that uh, i'm not sure next day i apply i said i they so i remember that to apply, you have to make a, a look uh -huh. and take picture, post it in the website and Facebook. It was on web, uh, yeah, in the fan page. Okay. Yeah, and post it on the fan page and whoever got more likes would be in the contest. Oh, so it's a little bit of a popularity contest yeah, to get yeah. accepted. Kind of difficult, right? Like, yeah. So I made this blue dress with long sleeves, I remember. Um, print. I remember the slips, they were print. I always been print, like uh, very in love with print. Uh, I got like 800 likes. And where did they all come from? Were they who, all your friends? Who knows? Or what? You don't you know, even like, know. No, because it's, this is a department retail situation, you know, like they are all over. Okay. Like so many people saw it, so many people gave like. It went on their fan page. It was not my fan page. It was oh. their fan page. Okay, gotcha. And then yeah, like, the people that follow them got to essentially vote. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. And then, so there were 60 designers. Oh. Like, with so many likes. From 60 uh, designers, they choose 40 at the end. From 40, they choose uh, 20, something like that. And then slowly, they went, like, you, you know, getting rid of everyone until they have five. So at the end, they did like something like kind of Project Runway. They called everyone to come to the capital in Honduras. So I traveled because I didn't live in, in the capital. Because you were one of the five. Yeah, I was one of the five. Okay. And uh, I think my mom at that moment was, she didn't care 
about what was happening really basically. no like yeah like she didn't believe in the situation she uh. didn't believe in my f in you know in 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 a future for that for being honest yeah 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 and i think so many people go through something like that they probably. Do. yeah so many people how were you, how were you feeling in this moment i mean and i completely you, ignore ignore everything okay and so you're just so hyper focused on your dream yeah 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 and where are we at in the timeline when is this happening this is Roughly. 2012 okay yeah okay yeah 2012 yeah okay yeah so so i went to the contest right uh it was about to make four looks in paper with paper oh a paper fashion show yeah okay. yeah uh-huh and to make the pattern and, and to make it look real but so, it was actually made out of paper paper yeah okay and so that moment three people won i was one of them so they get rid of two at the end these three people they have to make a runway with real fabric so they gave us like a three weeks to make uh i think it was like um eight looks something like that okay it looks was this being showcased on tv or were they just sharing it on they Facebook? were recording everything okay i didn't know what they did with it with all of that material like i oh you still you don't know never, i, I don't knew know? that they, it was like in 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 media like uh, uh press like a okay. newspaper i saw it in newspaper in uh, on tv but after like one time it didn't come out again so it was just okay. it was just like that so the last one was you know three designers um so i won and <laughs> it, how I, can you say it so casually <laughs> i don't know i didn't believe that was happening it was just you know i will tell you i was alone in that like in 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 all of that i was doing what do you mean you were alone in it because i didn't have the support of anyone no one in your family no no any friends or uh my friends yeah like my friends they believe in me like i yeah. had a very small group and they i believe that now they are like wow probably because i jumped from nothing to to that to so much yeah yeah so i won and they gave me i think they gave me like a five thousand something like that in cash and a contract for a season to sell my name in a retail department sell so, your designs yes okay i didn't i wasn't i wasn't involved in production at all okay. what they did is they the eight looks that i had they made it they so took the sample they just took what you had done on the runway yeah. and they just made yeah. it they took the samples and they just made production okay mm -hmm. how did you feel about that so happy i, I didn't mean, believe it yeah. I, yeah i was like so young i didn't know i was what i was doing it was a dream and yeah. i came to the stores i took pictures i it was guillermo Irias, like in in in, in a department store that was crazy like wow yeah. that's do you have some pictures of this i do yeah okay yeah. i'd love yeah. to like put them with the with the show notes yeah yeah sure okay, so yeah. We'll, we'll get those afterwards yeah yeah um so, okay so you win this big contest and your your designs are now like in department stores in production is your family starting to to believe a little to, yeah. be, to believe a little a little yeah a little yeah like oh oh wow and i you know i also i i won like contests in, in doing halloween costumes and things like that you were doing a bunch of like, other stuff at like, the same time yeah trying okay. to you know to make creative stuff yeah so after that i go to fashion week and that's my 
my boom. Honduras Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. Is that a pretty big event there? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, it's like the most um, famous people they do it. So and it's very society uh, situation also, which I don't really like. But you have to deal with that as a designer. You know, you have to meet people with money and all of this. And yeah, it was like a society event and showcasing my first collection, a lot of newspapers, a lot of magazines. That was so incredible. And I was so excited and happy. And after that, I got an invitation for New York Fashion Week. They found me, who knows? You don't know to this day. I think that's social media. Somewhere. I've been very oriented to marketing because yeah. you know I got yeah. my, my marketing. Background. I know your Instagram. You yeah. got like forty thousand something yeah, ridiculous. I have, forty thousand yeah. on Instagram. I have yeah, so you've many got followers. A good following. Yeah, because I'm very I'm marketing designer oriented. Who knows? Like I no, like, but that's I like, really good because a lot of designers they've got this amazing eye and the creative side mm -hmm. of things, but the promotion is really. You have to have the promotion and the marketing. Yeah, yeah. You have to put yourself out there. You have to sell. Yeah, so you yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah. I like to sell. I, yeah. I think that only that I can sell is dresses. Okay, Men, so menswear is too tough for me. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and your, your dresses are beautiful. We saw <laughs> like a dozen of them last night. How many pieces were there? It was just 10 samples, but... 10. Yeah, no, but just a lot of 10. work. Let's not say just. <laughs> they were phenomenal. Um, and we'll include pictures of, of your show last night. Um, Thanks. From Massive as well in the show notes. But... Okay, so you get an invitation from New York Fashion Week. Did they call you? Did they email you? Like, what was that moment? I so wanna... I got an invitation from this venue. I don't, I don't know how many design. Uh, I'm sure like there is so many designers that they do independent shows. They're probably watching this. Okay. They know that uh, after IMG released New York Fashion Week, there is so many venues. I didn't know that. I was in Honduras. I was like New York Fashion Week. Wow. Yeah. But right now, it's so many people doing shows. So these people who contact me, it's, it's just a venue from somewhere. Like, and they run Washington, D.C. and New York. Okay. So I got an email with an, a formal invitation that they want Gia. Uh, it was just Gia because the New York didn't exist. It was just Gia. Guillermo Irias Atelier. My labels, they were completely different. My logo was different. It was just, yeah, different thing. And I got an invitation. They were telling me to come to New York Fashion Week to showcase my collection. It was a medieval collection. That was my first official collection. Okay. Like, I, I, I always been very cape designer. Like, I like capes and all of that, uh, you know, um, long trains and all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of your signature exotic things yeah yeah and they were they were very into this kind of style and everything and i was i think i was like kind of impressed about the invitation but i don't know i think i was probably doing so much stuff i got the invitation i told my mom i remember we were in the uh, in the backyard, we were talking in the patio. I, don't, I think something like that. Patio, and we, yeah, yeah, the patio. And we were outside, and and we were talking about it. And and I told her, I got an invitation for New York Fashion Week. And my mom was like, "What's that?" I was gonna <laughs> ask you if she even knew what it was. Yeah, she's not a fashion woman. Yeah. Okay, she's a hard worker woman. Yeah. An amazing person. 
with a beautiful heart. Uh, she's incredible, but she's not very into fashion. So somehow that's why she was skeptical of everything. But she was in front row for Fashion Week. In so, Honduras? Yes. Okay. So in that moment that she went with me to Fashion Week, she believed it. And Aww. she told me, "Yeah, I can't believe of all your talent. I am so happy. And that was the moment that everything changed. Yeah. The moment that my mom was in Fashion Week, sitting there, looking at the collection. So she didn't know what to do when I told her about the invitation because we are not coming from a rich family. We are like a medium class. Um, and coming from New to New York sounds like an expensive collection, like paying so much expenses, you know. How Guillermo will, is going to do it, how he's going to make it. Um, so she was like, oh, that's so great. Oh, my God. And but just like that. And me, I was thinking, mm. a week after, I got an invitation from Canada. I'm You're blowing up. Incredible. Like, oh, my God, what's happening? So I got an invitation from Canada to showcase. And I choose Canada. Okay. Okay, let me tell you. I am a Christian gay person. Okay. I believe so much in God. God is in me, in my, in my life every day. I pray every day. I, I'm coming from a religious family. Okay. It's Catholic and and we believe that you know that we have our roots in the roman catholic history and everything um and so i just pray so much and i was thinking something is gonna happen about this like i don't know what's happening and i applied for the visa for canada and they didn't give it to me because Something happened in the process between my invitation and when they approved the, the, the visa. So it was too short time. You send everything to, uh, at that time, to Guatemala, I think. It's a, another country to apply for Canada. Okay. So you send everything through DHL or something like that, a courier. And then when they got my, my um, papers and everything for the visa, it was too late for the show. You had to get a visa just to travel to go, there to, to visit? Yeah, to Canada, yeah. To show. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. on a, yeah. air quotes, vacation yeah, yeah. to show. You had to yeah. get a, you, uh, okay. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. So they didn't, it was too short term, too short term to send back the, the visa. So it didn't work out. And they just probably told, they, I think that's why they said like in the, they sent me a letter that was not possible to make it. Like, so I didn't go to Canada. Okay. And... I got invitation for U.S. So I never was very into to come to America, for being honest. You Sorry, you were never what? Very interested in, interested co yeah, in, coming, in, in coming to the to, U.S.? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Why? I was very into Italy and oh, France. Europe. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I wanted to go there. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I don't have, I didn't have family here. Okay. So how am I going to do it? Like what I'm going to do here alone? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And my family, there is no, uh, well, my, I have someone who um, now lives in Alabama, and, but there is no immigrants from, from my family to America. Okay. So it was kind of hard for me to, you know, to think about it. And, well, anyways, I applied for the visa and they gave it to me. 
So now you're going to show at New York Fashion Week? Yes. Okay, it wasn't too late to do that? No, no, I had time. Okay. I came to D.C. for a presentation with the same venue. And then I came to New York with an invitation from Miss Dominican Republic to, sh um, to wear my pieces in a photo shoot. Miss Dominican Republic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So that was my first international photo shoot. And it was a lot of things going on, right? And wow, that was amazing. And when I was there, I went to FIT and I saw the school. You visited I, the school? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I fell in love with, uh, with everything. And I, I decided that I, I think, and I, now I can tell you like that was the, the right decision to do. Okay. Because in those countries, in our countries, um, they are very, they have, you know, they are dangerous. They, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult also. So I decided that probably I will have a better future in, in America as a human, as a gay person and as a designer. So I went to FIT and then everything came together. I got, I got to, know, to meet the most beautiful people over there and so talented people. I met people that they were working in SACs and they were working in retail, they were working in, in the industry, working for Zach Posen. And then I got internships. I started to go and do internships for free. Even though the school didn't require, I would just do random internships. And I went to uh, Denis Basso, Monique Lulier, uh, so many places. Like, I wasn't able to work because I didn't have my, I was a student, so I didn't have my, you know, my situation in, like, paper, which, you know, in here. You were there like, on a student visa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just gonna go and just learn and work. Yeah. One day, I came to this one, to this internship. It was just three weeks. Very short Very internship. Very short, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just three weeks that they needed someone. And Guillermo was able. I will always say, yes, I want. Yes, I want to learn. I want to go and just learn. Uh, it was kind of difficult also because I was alone. I was depressed somehow. I was. I used to cry. I was living in Harlem at that time. Yeah. I remember in New York, and I was kind of depressed because I was bring. I was coming from a different situation. Like everything was going amazing over there, and in, in, Honduras. in Honduras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, everything was great. You were on the top. Yeah, everything was great. So I decided to stay here, and because you know, school, I, I thought that it would be better. Something inside of me would tell me, you have to learn, Guillermo, to be a better designer because what you were getting there, it was okay, but I think you can get more. Okay, I was gonna ask you, after all that experience and after all those fashion shows and then getting invited to New York Fashion Week and all this amazing success, mm -hmm. you still felt like there was a gap. Something missing. Something, and uh -huh. you felt like FIT could fill that. Yeah, uh -huh. Okay. so I come to this company and they told me, okay, we are so happy to have you. We know that you are a designer. This is a pattern making position, but also you're gonna be in charge of a special project, okay? And uh, I was, okay, that's great. What am I gonna do? This, a, okay, this is a costume place. They make costumes. Okay. And, okay, that sounds great. What are we gonna do? Let's start. <laughs> I'm dying I, to know. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me all this, you know, like a, um, um, 
cutting uh, sheets and uh, you know all of these that we do in in fashion and so I saw the cutter mast and everything and I I'm, I see the technical drawing and it's like Asian costumes oh that, that's kind of cool I was like that is so cool I'm wondering for what is this? They make a lot of things for Broadway and, and shows, shows and, and yeah, all that. Yeah. I really wanted to know what was that. That day, two hours after, I got a, um, how do you call disclosure? Uh, an, an NDA. Uh-huh. A exactly. non-disclosure agreement. Non-disclosure, yeah, that okay. you shouldn't you say You can't say anything. anything. Yeah. I saw the fabrics already. So I took pictures of the fabric. I am a fabric lover, you know, like <laughs> I saw the fabric. Guillermo took pictures. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> and so I took the pictures. And I get the, the document after that. So I sign it. That. Are you thinking at this point, like, this might be a big deal? I didn't know. No, no, I thought that even... was part of the policy. Okay. Like, you know, some companies, they okay. are very sure, picky sure, with sure, that. Okay, sure, 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 yeah. So that day, they call everyone from from my team. I was I was the head from the team, right? And so sewers and the pattern maker and me, they come and they said, this is a special project for the company. Guillermo is going to be in charge of these eight looks. Um, as the intern, as they're intern, giving yeah. you really big responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, You're not, like, yeah. But it was papers. a lot. But it was a lot of people involved. Also. Okay, there, there were someone also supervising what I was doing. Okay, so. but that's still a really big opportunity as an intern. I think it was amazing. Yeah, a lot of people don't get that. No, I think it was. A, I was. I was luck. I also. I wasn't get. I was getting non-paid. Like you were working. No for money. Free. Yeah, yeah. So there were no money involved. Okay. You know how this works. I know how it works. In the fashion I industry, know, right? I know. There is so many people that they, you know. Yeah. Had they seen your portfolio and they knew what you could do and so yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were I like, think This I, is the guy. Yeah, and yeah. He's doing, gonna do it for and free. he's not asking for money. Wow, this is a big deal for the company, yeah. right? Okay, okay, I got it. It was Madonna. What? So Madonna. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I am like <laughs> what? No way. No, this is not possible. Madonna? No, no, no. She's one of my favorite singers. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. So, yeah. So, she has a big, you know, people. Like, a lot of people working for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a costume designer. She has five costume designers. Um, they were one that she will come to the studio to check everything. It was three weeks. Non-stop. Working Oh, probably like 16 hours that was crazy and that was for the rebel um heart tour rebel heart tour yeah okay uh-huh, uh-huh. like it happened like uh that was in 2015 2016 okay no 2015 yeah okay because i came to to america in 2014 14 and so you're like middle of college yeah i was yeah middle I was, of FAT. yeah i was okay. getting just having stuff like free jobs you know like like no money, but learning. Uh, I would say like that was like, that, okay. In the production situation, making the costumes, they were difficult, but the sewers, they were doing it. Okay, you were I, doing the patterns. Patterns, yeah. I was behind the patterns and, ev- and supervising that everything looks good and everything's supposed to look like how they want it and things like that. And just putting a night, basically. And, but, they were so amazing. The sewers, like, you know, uh, the experience was more like uh, my first, my beginning doing 
celebrity situations. Like, wow, okay, I was involved in there. It was not Gia, but who cares? Yeah, I mean, you That's just made costumes for Madonna's yeah. Rebel Heart Tour. That's cool, no? Kind like, of a big deal. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was not under my name, but... If it doesn't, but... Yeah. All the all all the designers that they are listening, they know how fashion industry works. Yeah. Like they work in so many companies, and and at the end, it's just about experience, than if your name is in there or not. Yeah. So, yeah. So and then, okay, I did it. I did that. I was so happy. Um, so many people knew about it. Um, I continue. I finished with my program in FIT, and. And then I found out that probably my future was staying in New York. Yeah. So I kept having more internships and having jobs on the side. Like So at this point did you, you got a work visa or you I had already yeah. So it took me a year after um like yeah, after I finished my program in FIT. Okay. So uh, yeah, like uh, 8 months. So I started to apply um for being legally here yeah. and be able to work. Okay. It didn't work out. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Like the the working situation. I apply. I I apply for jobs, but I don't know. They were not like the kind of job that I wanted. Like it was not the kind of job that I wanted to do. Yeah. The money is not enough, and I thought that it was too much work for that kind of money. Like, yeah. So were you still doing Gia on the side? Yeah, hard. Like you so, were. Okay. Yeah, so hard. Like, okay. Yeah. And then, so after three years staying here, I do my first collection and doing jobs on the side, uh, making custom made. Okay. A lot people. of custom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was not a lot of custom made. It was just few. What you could do. How I found these people, um, websites. What do you mean websites? Like Craigslist? What are you there doing is, here? <laughs> I even did Craigslist. You did? Yeah, I you did. You put ads up. Yeah, but I didn't say, you know, that it was it was my name. It was just I offer a service as a costume maid. Like, okay. costume maid, yeah. So did people reply? Trying to see. I didn't know what the fuck was Craigslist. Like, I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what is Craigslist? I didn't understand that. Like, what is yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, of course. Yeah, yeah. Coming so, from Honduras, yeah, you, like, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you learn. So I offered my service, like making custom made in, in Chrysler. I didn't like it, how it worked. So I But you got some orders. Like, a, I think I did it like three times. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for, I think I made a, a, a sample once for a company that okay. they were looking um, someone who can make it, you know, in the rush. And then I found out that there is independent web, um, apps that you can, as a freelance, you can do jobs. Oh. And then I started to teach. Teach where? Teaching private, like. Oh, just private yeah, lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you teaching people? Everything, pattern making, sewing, sewing, whatever, whatever will just help Guillermo to keep going. Yeah. So I just, just pay the bills, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So I started to teach, and then, and in the same app they randomly people contact me can you make me a dress i was like what is this app it's it's for freelancing it's called uh wisent wisent do you know w y z a n t no no wisent yeah okay. wisent. Well, i'll take a look and put it in the show notes yeah it's, okay. it's, it's like for freelancing jobs okay and, 
So, and so opportunities were coming. Yeah, like some, you know, kind of weird and like, I don't know. Weird stuff, I even but like did, you do I, it. Listen, I even did catering, Lena, luxury catering. Yeah. That I, I, I was wearing like a tie, you know, black tie and tuxedo and all of that. Yeah. Because I didn't. You gotta pay the I, bills. I, I you had make to money. make it work. Yeah. Like, I had to make it work. Yeah. So, and then I started to save money. I think I started to save money when I was just working since um, for my some internships that they gave me like a hundred bucks, like a, just for Metro car probably. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randomly. And so slowly saving money and making some dresses here over there like someone who i met these people this couple from the they, i would say that like this is my first client and i keep this client as a um luxury as a you know some people say like you need to remember your first client yeah and i remember my first client yeah is, is this man um I'm not gonna say his name, okay. but he. It's so he's known. People for, would know him. It's it's a, it's someone who's very well known in in New York okay. and and I think in in the country. Okay. And I met him the first month that I came to New York, because a friend him? of mine, uh, a friend of mine had family in New York. He told me to meet his family, and so I met his family. And she was working, doing some working, like in, in a house for her, for his girlfriend at that time. Okay. Uh -huh. um, so I came to the apartment, right? I met him and he told me that he needed help for styling. This is a, a wealthy man. And I was like, okay, yeah, I am a designer. Of course I can do styling, like whatever. If, I can make you look better like you yeah know. and that was my first client and then he got married last year and I made a dress he you got did yeah, yeah yeah for his fiance they got married in the Hamptons it was a big dress like long train if anyone goes to my social media they're gonna see that I am I, that kind of designer I make like long trains big dresses like that kind of stuff so you met this guy through in the a beginning family in friend in the first month you were in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you did some styling for him, mm -hmm. and now just and I kept working years, for him. Okay, you did for him for all the time doing on, styling I and like keep, helping him dress I, and stuff. He's still my 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 client. Okay, and, and they then you know made, now that how how everything is now, and they they are they don't they are like surprised like yeah. Sorry, who's surprised? Um, my client. Your client. What are From, they surprised about? Because you know, in the beginning, they didn't they didn't know that I would go to FIT actually. Okay. Oh, uh, they knew you that had, I like just gone here from Honduras. I, they knew that I was a designer, but a, a designer coming from a third world is like, yeah. um, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a cliche. Sure. Totally yeah. cliche. Yeah. And then you just made his his now wife's wedding dress. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. was. That was one of them, and that's how I was just doing jobs, like on the side, doing and so, that doing. Money. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many things I did, like so many things. Just to make it all happen. Yeah, just yeah. to keep going. Yeah, yeah, I was even assistant for someone who was um, a, a wealthy couple. They are like a senior wealthy couple living in the Upper East Side. She used to be a designer and buyer for Macy's. Okay. I am so impressed of how God works in my life. 
and how he put everything together and how he put me people in front of me to just complete everything it's incredible but you've also worked very hard yeah you have like and i don't discount any of that but mm -hmm. like you know there i think there's little things that you've done to keep pushing to keep going after your dream mm -hmm. to yeah. put yourself out there to figure out a way to make this happen yeah. um I mean, there's a lot of points you could have just given up very easily yeah, yeah, and walked yeah, yeah, away yeah. and like gone to architecture school and okay, I don't love it, but like I'm still maybe, you know, arguably you could say that's still design, mm -hmm. even though, I mean, I shouldn't say arguably, it's definitely still design, very different from fashion, but yeah. you could have, all these moments you could have, you know, stopped, but mm -hmm. you didn't. And um, even when you didn't have support, so, you know, you you've pushed really hard to make this all happen mm -hmm. and then like taking this risk to yeah. move to the United States and yeah yeah and like you said figuring out how to like make it each week to week month to month by okay I don't know I'll put something on Craigslist what the fuck is Craigslist I don't know I'll do it <laughs> yeah um, I just tried to make it work yeah like, you did but you I am did. that kind of person like yeah. yeah I tried to make it work so hard Thank you so much for listening to part one of episode 71 with Guillermo Irias. Again, part two will be coming out next week. And please, please, please make sure to check that out through iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. I also want to say thank you so much to my husband, Mark, who handles all of the tech, the editing, and he makes sure that this show is put together and assembled and possible for you guys each week. I also want to thank my assistant, Megan, who makes sure that each episode gets published and delivered to you on time every Monday. And again, thank you to you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. As a reminder, if you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and rate us in iTunes, as well as share this with a friend who you think would enjoy. If you would like to learn more about any of the resources we mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes at sfdnetwork.com slash 71. And make sure to watch for part two of my interview with Guillermo next week. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast.